0: Check out Network.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's Network.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back to We Move Through Stormy Weather, a fish podcast
2: where we compare and contrast songs and the evolution of their jamming styles throughout the band's career. My name is Ryan Storm, and today, for the Season 1 finale, I am so excited to be joined by my father, Rob Storm. He's taken me to every concert that I have ever been to, and is the reason that I love Fish so much. Rob, say hi. Hi, Ry. Thanks for... I I know we've been talking about doing this episode for a long time, and I think the Season 1 finale is the perfect opportunity to do it.
1: So excited to be here. As it will be no surprise to anybody, I've listened to every episode. He, he's he been the first
2: one to give me feedback on every episode. <laughs> Very grateful for the support. Um, mm-hmm. And so today, instead of uh, talking about a specific song, um, the two of us are going to talk about the Seven Fish shows that we've seen together. Um, and, you know, me getting into the band more in depth, I think. We're actually... I realized yesterday we're coming up on the, the 10th anniversary of that fateful webcast in August.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. I believe it was Tahoe, was it not?
2: Yeah, I think it was August 9th, 2011. Uh, you were webcasting uh, in your office, and I was pulled out of bed to come watch a little bit with you.
1: On With a projector on the wall. Yep. I remember it, and they opened with party time. Yes, and and I distinctly
2: said to you that night, they're good, but I will never be as obsessed with them as you are.
1: <laughs> you were wrong. I am just want to let you in on that secret.
2: I don't know about that. Right. <laughs> so, so the first show, I, I want to hear from your perspective um, the process that led up to uh, me going to my first show. Because I only actually recently found out that it was only a surprise to me that I was going and not a surprise to you as well.
1: Well so how far back do you want to go in order to get to that fateful day? Do we want to uh as far go back as we back? need to. All right. Well, so way back in the 80s, I was a deadhead of sorts. Loved the Grateful Dead. And I uh, was introduced to Fish, I guess late 80s, early 90s and immediately loved them. And uh I saw my first show in 92 at the Spectrum in Toronto, their first their first concert in uh north of the border, which December was December uh, 12th. December 12th which was pretty incredible I actually the story on that one was I had finished my exams at uh university that day in London Ontario which is about an hour and a half west of Toronto and I got a ticket at the train station on my way back and so I came home and was able to go to the show and it was incredible and I didn't know all the songs. I didn't know all their shtick and antics that were going on. Um, so that was part of the introduction because, of course, there was no internet back then, so it wasn't as widely, widely known. But I knew the band and I knew the music and I had whatever whatever albums were out at that point, point. and it was it was incredible. And that one that show's actually out on Live Fish, and every once in a while on on Sirius, you know, hey, there's the Toronto show that pops up, which is pretty exciting. Um. I saw a show in 93, and then I did not go to Niagara Falls in 95 and 96, as <laughs> you, you remind me often. Um, but saw them in 99, 2000, but then I, you know, took a break for a little bit. Didn't see any shows. Didn't, you know, I wasn't as crazy infatuated with them. And when they came back for 3.0, I saw them in 2009. But when Super Bowl came around, that got announced. And I remember I was sitting at my desk here. And, um, the announcement came up and I, I called out to mommy in the other room and I said, Hey, at least do you want to, you want to go camping in the Finger Lakes? <laughs> and she just said, no. And what concert are you going to see? <laughs> and so from there I hooked up with some buddies and we went to Super Bowl and, and from there, I just, I fell deeply in love again. And, and so it was was it the end of that summer? I guess it was the end of that yeah, summer was, when I was. It was watching a month later podcast. after I got back from camp, and and I showed you that. So so from there, I mean, you you fell crazily in love and started listening like crazy, as has been documented on on the podcast, and you've mentioned it many many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came to the spring and they announced the spring tour, we looked at it and obviously circled you know, blossom because it was the closest one to us being Cleveland, which is about five hours away. And, you know, the, 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 what is it? The reverse, the reverse trick on you was, mm-hmm. um, you know, I bought the tickets. I booked the hotel. I got it all set up, but, but, you know, we set the ruse up with, with mommy to, to get you to think that we're buying a solo ticket for me to go to a fish show for father's day yeah. for father's day. And so on Father's Day morning, you know, what has been a tradition here is we have, you know, Daddy's Diner, they call it, and and make breakfast and whatever, have, have, have a wonderful breakfast together. And you are so excited to give this ticket to me. And, I mean, I don't think we've talked about this, but in the envelope, I know there are two tickets in the envelope. Right. So you're so excited, I'm so excited, mommy's so excited, like it's just, it was so cool. I don't know if Joey was excited at that at that point, I think she was, because it was just a lot of fun, but not not for fish, because she doesn't love fish, that's your sister. Um, anyway, we open it up, and I don't think you got it right away, that there were two I, I tickets. I, ju- I just remember seeing
2: two tickets, and my brain was just like not registering, because the night before, we had sealed the envelope with one <laughs> ticket in it. And so I was just like, I just remember looking at it like, wait a minute, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so great. And then, so and great then and you... uh, I, I think it, I forget which one of you was like, you're going to the show with him. And yeah. I just remember just like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was such an incredible manic.
2: moment. We have a we have a picture um, that was taken moments after of the two of us holding the tickets, which I will post on social media if i can find it um but it's it's really really
1: fun yeah huge huge joy on your face and so then i guess a week later or was it even a couple days later i don't even remember but we could i'm sure it was a week or so i think um we we hop in the car to to make the trip so of course we're listening to fish all the way down there and um you know ryan ryan being a musician he is definitely an artist but in terms of visual arts you're not the greatest but no. one of the things you did do for this concert is you created a sign. Oh, a yeah.
2: Request. I still have it. It's a huge Bristol board. Um, my favorite song at the time was Cavern. And so I wrote on the Bristol board, an 11-year-old wants you to play Cavern. Um, funny thing about it, too, is you can really see that I was really not artistically inclined at all. <laughs> because I would just get, like, I would switch colors halfway through a letter. Like, it, it's it's a mess. But. We we have some great pictures of that as well. Um, and then on the other side, I wrote go page. Um, yep. But then we got to the venue and we were all set to go in. And then the Live Nation people wouldn't let me bring in the sign. There was no,
1: they said, no way, you can't take it in. And it was like, oh. It's
2: very but sad. But it didn't, it, it was
1: very sad. But it didn't yeah. spoil anything. Which no,
2: it good. didn't. It was still the greatest night of my life at that point. It was, um You know, we we had phenomenal seats. We were, like, dead center, I think, three rows back from the pit or something. Yep, yep. So, you know, phenomenal view of the stage. Um, And I just remember um, the week before um, we had, like, I had watched some of the webcasts. I think it was in, like, Portsmouth or something, uh, Virginia, with you, and they had opened with sample. And so I I think I had been, like, you know, in in my mind, at least, I I was thinking, like, oh, they'll open with sample and they did and it was cool
1: it was beautiful and was so beautiful.
2: Th- that that show was also really fun because you know me at the time had only really listened to like the fish i was listening to at that time was the three nights of superball um then the albums uh hoist picture of nectar and joy i think that that Sounds was right. that was pretty mu- and maybe H- some five once
1: maybe would have been out there we had lawn boy 2 obviously, obviously but
2: I don't think I was listening to all of it though, yeah. and, like and from Super Bowl there were only like you know seven or eight songs that I was listening to, yeah. um, and I believe I had the New Year's 2011 show as well because we had webcasted that. Okay. Um, but so so it was funny because in this show the the like there were a lot of shenanigans that happened starting yeah. with the meat stick that closed uh the first set where they like they brought people up on stage to do the meat stick dance and I just sure. remember being like like just like struggled like what the hell is going on this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, like what 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 was your perspective of me during, you know, say just the first set so far.
1: Well, I got to tell you as they came on stage, you 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 went quiet. I mean, the excitement was unbelievable. You you were grinning from ear to ear and it was just this unbelievable thing. And of course, you know, when you were 11, you were tiny, so you're standing on, you know, standing on the chair trying to even even as close as we were to be able to see the stage, but and you also have always been one who, like you're, you're absorbing what's going on. And so watching you uh, gave me more joy than than watching the stage there because it was just as you're soaking this all in. It was pretty crazy, right? And you talked about how good the seats were. Um, remember our uh, our friend Jeff Gorman came over. He was there too from Toronto, and he he walks over and he says, "Ryan, having seats this good, it doesn't happen all the time." So don't get maybe, used to it. <laughs> don't get used to it is, is what he said. But you know what listen it was it was a reminder of how cool people are at fish shows right so we were that, surrounded That was also
2: by... that was also your first experience uh being called the best dad ever by
1: a bunch of wooks at a
2: fish show which so of if, which you have had many since then.
1: So for the the parents who are out there um there's nothing better than you know or or or, or nothing um more complimentary to your, you as a parent as, you know, when the, the, the number of people who either are young parents or don't have parents yet are walking up to you and saying, you, you're my inspiration. I hope I'm as good a parent as you are. I've been watching you all night. Which, um,
2: <laughs> which, which show was it um, that somebody told uh, you and uh, mommy that
1: uh, you inspired them to go and have kids that night? Oh, that, that was actually at uh, the Baker's Dozen, even though we didn't have kids with us. We were just sitting with this person and just <laughs> talking about it, and I guess we were telling the stories of of, of the trips we've taken as a family, and that's, that's, so, that's what you I know, think.
2: If, if getting called the best parent ever by a bunch of wasted books at a fish show is going to make you feel good about your parenting, then take your kids to fish. Hey, that, Exactly. You take your kids to fish anyway. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> exactly. So, so then uh, the second set... Um, I remember also more crazy shenanigans in uh, in Tweezer. Um, you know, the meat stick quotes continued. There was just, like, another brick in the wall under pressure. And this was a really cool first show to me because I think at the time really long jams hadn't clicked for me yet. Um, yeah. You know, like, anything over, like, you know, 13 to 15 minutes, whatever. Had, wh- like, I wasn't really... Diving deep into that yet, and also my my fish listening at the time was limited to like 2011 and a couple yeah. of shows in there, so there wasn't a ton of deep improv to dive into. Yeah. Um, and so, so a set like this that's uh, more songy has a really, a really cool jam that I haven't revisited in a while, and I should in Golden Age. Um, but that that tweezer, well, while it's you know it's 11 minutes, it's just shtick, absolute shtick.
1: Total. I, and, I you know, at the time, Trey was trying to get Paige to sing or Fishman to sing as they know the words to, to the tunes they were goofing off on and um, and Ice Ice Baby. It was just it, it was fun shtick, as you like to say. Right. Yeah. So um, it was neat. What, what I loved coming out of Tweezer is it's when you listen to it, I, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but it's very distinctly Trey is trying to drop into the horse but Fishman and Gordon have other ideas and they start to pick up the pace and then they drop into walk away, yeah. which, which was awesome. And I remember, I, I actually remember being there and that one really, really being awesome. And then, you know, afterwards Trey dropped in the horse. It's like, okay, he got, he got to play what he it wanted. Was as soon as they started playing
2: the last note of walk away, Trey just started playing the horse. He was like, we're getting this in. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, totally. and, and, and then the now, you know, for us, at least. And I, I think, I mean, Loving Cup Tweezer Reprise encores happen <laughs> often. But for us, that's always been kind of like a, a classic encore, like whether we're playing or we're just thinking about an
1: encore. Exactly. Loving Cup Tweezer Prize has kind of become a, a family favorite. There's no question. There's no question. Yeah. And- well, the the other epic thing out of this show, I mean, j- just the set list. It looks great on paper, and it sounded great, so a, a beautiful introductory one for you at a beautiful venue. Um, the other lucky thing is, you know, as we were on our way into town, we stopped at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and there was a Grateful Dead exhibit, which was kind of cool. And I think, I think you were so excited for the short show, it was kind of like, yeah, let, let's get, keep going, but I think if you went back today, it would be uh, it, would, it would be a much a different, different experience, experience
2: because you know I, also, I, I wasn't really listening to the Grateful Dead at the time. now now i very much am correct
1: so wait there's some good pictures though totally totally and and the last thing i'll say about this show is um what basically made it so that i wasn't taking you to a show alone for the next little while is (laughs) right in the middle right in the middle of meat stick at the end of the first set you were thirsty and you said daddy i'm going to get some water but I'm really thirsty right now. And you stay here and watch the show. I'm like, forget it, Rye. I'll, I'll go get the water. You stay here. The people around us, they're so nice. They'll, they'll make sure you're okay. And, um, which they were of course, but you know, wasn't necessarily there is, the best parenting movie.
2: there is if if you go on YouTube and you look up video for the meat stick from 62412 um, you can actually watch that happen because the person that was <laughs> filming it was like a couple rows behind us so you can watch him leave and then me just be like just like this little kid just standing by himself in the middle of meat stick <laughs> it's just it's really funny and so yeah so we got home and my mom was horrified um <laughs> that he had done that um you know our, our, our the next show that we saw together you were given another chance at it um it's true it's but true. it was it was a very near miss
1: <laughs> it was it was not not the best parenting move however you know the so, looks still come and compliment me on it anyway
2: yeah so so the next show that we saw together um was um we seem to have um a knack for seeing uh you know like <laughs> quote-unquote dud shows yeah the Um, off shows on tours like so so we saw we we saw uh the next show was during fall 2013 a very you know revered tour uh and 3.0 absolutely fantastic um and we were in rochester um you know the ill-fated uh you know follow-up to the phenomenal hampton run um which i don't think either of us had listened to a note of at all (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I remember th- the reveal for this one, I'll tell my perspective of it and then you can tell yours, but, um, you know, at, at the time I wasn't closely following, um, tour announcements as much. And though, I think starting in, uh, 2012, um, you would print off, um, every set list, you know, when it came up on, uh, jam base or whatever, you would print off the set list, write your own little commentary and send me the, you would mail me the review at camp. And so I'd get, um, you know, I'd get in the mail, I'd get like the paper set list with, you know, your notes. And my mom would sometimes throw in like, this was annoying. This was t- way too long. <laughs> and so one day I get a letter and inside is just a ticket confirmation for the show in Rochester. And I started screaming and dancing around my cabin, which my friends were just like, no one cares, but I, I, I was just like, that was the best mail day I've ever had at camp. <laughs> I forgot that we did that. That is, that's awesome. I love that. So do you remember how you came up with the idea to do that, or
1: mm, no? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it was a good idea.
1: <laughs> oh, I think it's, uh, I think it's wonderful, but it's right in line with with what we would have done for yeah. sure. Well, and the funny thing about you and camp and fish is. Your cabin mates loved listening to fish.
2: Yeah. See, see now (laughs) if I, if I could go back and do it over, I would try to ease them into it and like try to get them to like some songs instead of just like playing it incessantly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that, you know, there's a right way to get people into fish and, you know, 12 year old me did not know the right way. Right. Um. But so I remember this show uh, in Rochester was fun uh, because we also, we got there early because uh, the Blue Cross Arena was uh, GA, so we wanted to get good seats. And I remember we were Mike's side, I don't know, like close-ish to the stage. Totally. um, And about like halfway up in the, I believe we were in the 100 section.
1: We totally were. 100 section, probably, yeah, like so with a perfect angle to the stage and we were on the aisle. Mm-hmm. So we had room to dance and, and key for me for being on the aisle was so that as long as the aisle stayed clear, it it gave you a chance, again, because you're a little kid, mm-hmm. of being able to see the stage. So it worked out perfectly that way. Yeah, it,
2: it was... And it, listen, even though it was not as good of a show as the rest of the tour and um, we still had a great time. I still loved it.
0: I
1: Listen, I had a couple of highlights from that show. So I remember the ACDC opening and I just, I just... Listen, like every time we go to fish, right? And everybody can relate to this. The lights go down, or they come on stage. If if you're at an outdoor shed, the your your energy just gets up immediately. So, you know, for me being there with my kid, there's there's nothing better. Like like it's just the greatest feeling. So I, I remember that. Um, the maze in the first set, I also remember being really really hot. I I also remember for some reason. I will never
2: do this ever again. I went to the bathroom during yes. the page solo in Mays. Yes. I, I wrote so that I'm, down. I'm Ryan. upset with you. I'm upset with you <laughs> for letting me do that.
1: <laughs> well, part of the part of the strategy there Now, it's not like nobody's in the bathroom, (laughs) nobody's in the bathroom. So you can get in and out quickly. So that that's huge. And the sound was still great. It's not like it was a walls of the cave where, okay, it's fine to go. And I know you don't agree with me on that. But for me, walls is is a time to go to the bathroom. It makes
2: sense. You go to the bathroom beginning, you get back before the silent
1: tree. Everything's clear. So I I remember that, too. But but that was epic. And I got to tell you, the, the cross side that opened the second set was just getting going. It was totally awesome, and then I remember watching because Trey turned around and went back to his rig, and so I was wondering, did he break a string or he was fiddling with the knobs, which which I don't recall seeing him do, but by doing that, he had taken he had stopped playing in order to do that, and the guys took that as a cue to kind of bring it down a little bit, and it and it in in a way it kind of killed the jam, and so then once he fixed whatever it was, he came around and tried to amp it back up again, and it never caught caught the same fire it was at before he had done that. Yeah. I, and then I remember
2: point. I think my first uh jaded moment that I ever experienced at a fish show was when they segued into Golden Age out of light. Right. <laughs> because it was like it was a very weird segue and it was yeah. like it it just I, I think the light jam could have kept going and you know they had played Golden Age the show before also, which was it was just a weird call. And I right. just remember being a little bit disappointed with that like i thought yeah. it was going to be like a tease but then he started singing it and whatever yeah. and so so the rest of the set was more songy but i got my first
1: yem which was really cool oh and do you remember when they started playing it we were like hugging each other and jumping up and down and we were yeah. so excited oh <laughs> it yeah great. It's great moment
2: and then i remember um we ran out of the venue um right as first tube was ending to try yep. to catch uh the band members um and i think what was it, was it we like we got outside just as the buses were pulling away
1: what we saw were the tail lights of the buses as they were going down the oh. road we didn't even get a chance to wave or anything oh. right well yeah, and my... and listen it was it was a joy first tube so it was a two song encore so we were pretty safe in running out but good thing we didn't run out and miss a third song in that encore that would have been unfortunate
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, like uh, leaving Hampton 2018 after the Moore Encore and missing Yem. Um, (laughs) And so also I missed in between my first two Fish shows, we saw Tab in January of 2013.
1: Oh, I forgot about forgot to mention
2: that. And we have a funny story from that where we were walking up to the venue. Tab was in Toronto. We were across (laughs) the street from the venue and we walked by the bus for the rest of the band other than Trey. And
1: not not just the bus. They were all they were all there. In they front were all
2: there. No one Tony, else around Russ, Ray, Jen, Natalie, like. Oh. And we had no idea who they were. We just we just didn't pay attention. And I can distinctly picture <laughs> in my mind all of them just standing there. And I would kill for that opportunity again.
1: Right. And I think we asked him, is is Trey here? And they're like, that's his bus there. And then we kept walking. And yeah. now, I mean, obviously, uh, we, we did. You know, we did
2: come closer to getting Trey's bus at that show. That is true.
1: When it ended <laughs> ra- racing out, we were
2: like running after it.
1: <laughs> well, I remember actually seeing him walk down the bus and there was a I could see the TV screen was already on and he yeah. was and, and then he was gone.
2: But it it just that that's just like a really funny missed opportunity. That if I could go back, I would do that very differently. Totally.
1: Well, and Um, I think I don't recall listening to Tab before that show, to be perfectly frank. And I don't know if you had, but I remember absolutely loving it. And you know, I I've now obviously seen him, seen the band a, a few times, and I I love what they do, and I love the jams that we do of their tunes. It's it's I mean it's incredible. And it's, you
2: know, it's obviously rest in peace, Tony Markellis and absolutely you know, tab won't be the same without him, of course, of course um, but I remember really loving that show and I went on a huge tab kick after, and there was like, there was a, there was a period where I was listening to more tab than I was fish. Yeah. Um, I think it was just like, you know, recency bias. Cause that, you know, that was the last show I had seen. Yeah. Um, and then, so, you know, that, that show was awesome. Um, we We had good seats too that we actually we had pretty much the same seats again, I think when we saw Tab in the same venue in twenty seventeen but we'll get to that um yes sir. so i i did after after the Rochester show in twenty thirteen I unfortunately didn't see the band for another two and a half years, which did you 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 saw them uh once after i think just uh with andy uh CMAC in 2014 on your birthday. That's right? right.
1: That was a birthday show for me at CMAC 2014. Mummy Andy, that's ry's little brother, went to that show. That that's that's a famous show. Not so much for the show, but for when when we got into the venue beforehand. Mummy Andy and I were, were standing there, and and some people can relate to this. And and down the aisle comes a man who's not wearing a shirt, big. Burly, hairy guy, (laughs) very, very sweaty on a hot summer day, carrying a blow up monkey. And he walks down and he stops by us because we got this little kid. How old? 2014. So he was seven. And he's like, (laughs) I think he asked it. He said, hey, you want to touch my monkey? And of course no <laughs> like here andy behind us and you know we taught him one of the most valuable lessons that you can teach a child of all time is if a man ever asks you if you want to touch his monkey the answer is obviously no obviously <laughs> um that was that was a fun night and actually when we when we ran out at the end of the show there we got down the road a little bit and the buses went by and and it was
2: you know for to was be that, a little bit was that when and... andy got
1: away from page got away from page and away from Mike. So, so he,
2: so he he's always been ahead of me on uh, getting acknowledgement from the band members. Unfortunately. unfortunately, unfortunately. Um. So wait, you didn't see fish in 2015 at all,
1: right? I did not see in 2015. The closest they got here was uh, back at Blossom, and I just I never pulled it together. I, I don't know why. You you didn't, didn't you didn't really start seriously seeing them
2: until 2016.
1: So Well, I mean, listen, I had seen them what a dozen times before then, but then it was four times in 2016, five in 2017, eight in 2018, nine in 2019. It and was this supposed it was. to be six last year. And how many do you want me to go on this year? All of them. Right. <laughs> We're planning
2: hot Rob Summer. Um, anyway, so, so the next show that we saw together was th- this was, you know, one of my favorite shows because this was the first one that we saw as a family, which was uh, Wrigley Field, uh, June 24th, 2016. Uh, this was, I think, four days before uh, my brother, sister, and I were going up to camp. Um, and I think we only, we only, you know, pulled the trigger on it like a month before or a few weeks before.
1: Yeah, something like that. And it was a, what, a t- 10, 12-hour drive from Toronto to Chicago. It was like eight. But... Okay, eight, whatever. <laughs> it gets longer with every... Uh... It's also longer so when you're
2: driving and not just sitting in the back reading a book like me. That is true. <laughs> so th- this show was also funny because my sister, who absolutely despises Fish, um, came with us for these. And she saw two shows that weekend, which actually, if you ask her to
1: list all the concerts she's seen, she will not count <laughs> either of them. <laughs> Although we, I do have pictures of her smiling. Um, yeah. And the 2001 that happened on the first night, I, I mean it was when is a 2001 ever bad and i just kept saying to her it's a dance party let's dance and we did and it was awesome it i will awesome. say
2: she was much better sport at these shows than i was when you made me go
1: see taylor swift for her birthday so which which by the way was a fantastic show and you missed it with your arms crossed for <laughs> 95% of it but oh well live and learn right um so so th- <laughs>
2: this show is also great um i i my my tweet of a video from this went A little bit viral uh a few months ago i posted uh uh, you know the two of us and andy uh dancing and singing along to the sample opener which was all of our i'm pretty sure all three of us were like yeah like we'll call the sample opener yeah um and it was just it was just such a fun show because this was my first show with andy yeah um it was both of our third show um you know, this is my first show with my mom as well. Yeah. It was just really cool. We saw the debut of Miss You and it was just like it was just a high energy show, I think.
1: Yeah, totally it was. It was um and, and just great tunes as you go through if you go through the set list, just just great tunes for all of us in our in our, you know, between sample and chalk dust, miss you for mummy, you know, she loves the 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 good, the miss You's and the shades yeah. and the joys of the world um but even disease fuego twist 20 years i mean that's that, that that's twist phenomenal. is phenomenal totally and then waste of course 2001 backwards loving and cup and then so the encore of space oddity which was the first time they did that a cappella and when we were there it was like oh that was that was so cool how awesome was that and then you listen to it again and don't yeah, want to it yeah it was to it, again.
2: it was very cool <laughs> in the moment as a nice so, homage to Bowie you know yeah. who had who had died a few months before the show I think it was right um but right. That, but then the next night you know was definitely a better show um the oh sorry the the first night our seats were we were like um, right behind the dugout on the first base side on the first base side so and our so-
1: tickets were actually we had third row seats and when we got there we got there early and we just you know we kind of camped out in the first row because i mean as often happens at fish shows people don't go to their seats and we were fortunate that no one ever showed up so we had a little bit more space could put you know a drink on the on the dugout and there's nobody in front so there was more space which was great for 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 you guys Mm -hmm. um and that sample opener i mean it, it was so epic but also listen any show that has antelope as the encore can't be can't be a bad show right
0: truth
2: um, then the second night was also really special. I had, before the show, I had said, they're either going to open with MoMA or ACDC, and they played
1: MoMA and then ACDC. <laughs> so that, that was pretty cool. Totally cool. And I got to tell you, so on that that night, we were on the third base side about halfway up, and it was so hot and muggy. Yeah. I'll never forget how hot and muggy it was. And until the sun went down, it was almost almost to the point of it was... It it was hot. Um, but that show also, the second set to me, I remember as just being insane. absolutely stellar.
2: Yeah. The first sets a very 2016, like a summer 2016 first set, you know, you have a couple of Fuego tunes, like heavy things, you know, waiting all night, 555, um, you know, and then we had a Divided Sky. I remember the good times, bad times was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the second set, yeah, Carini, Tweezer Fluffhead Piper Steam. This was the first Fluffhead since 2014, I think it was, or 2013. Um, and so it was a it was a huge reaction. Fantastic segue out of Tweezer too. Um, and I just See remember that. everyone going absolutely crazy, like
1: at the at the happiest moment in music. Yes. When you... So
2: and th- this show, I also got my first Fluffhead, uh, my first Divided Sky, and my first Hood. Yeah. Which was, you know, like getting those three songs together was incredible. Yeah, it was. So it was the it was the first one since Dick's twenty fourteen. Yeah. Um, and so you know, getting getting those three songs was just really awesome because those were ones that I had been dying to see live. Um, and the "I Am the Walrus" encore was also that that was a cool, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was cool. And yeah. So the, those shows were great, um, you know. The nice
1: thing about that run for us, too, so we showed up, so this was Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and so we showed up on Thursday in Chicago, and so we were, you know, in mid midtown, walked to the Bean, if anybody's been to Chicago. I mean, you got to do that if you're a tourist, and as we're walking around the park there, there's, there's a little amphitheater that's in behind where the oh, Bean yes. is. Oh, yes. And there is, they were having a Thursday night concert series. And as we go and we look at the calendar, it's like Maceo Parker's playing tonight for free. And so we went and we got seats. I don't know. 10th, 15th row. They're great. At at this amphitheater (laughs) and (laughs) in a park and we watched Maceo Parker. It was incredible.
2: Yeah. This was, that was my first time hearing his music as well. And I just remember being blown away by it. It was, that was such a cool thing to just randomly stumble on in a park.
1: Yeah. When we were yeah. here to
2: see fish. I, I totally forgot about that.
1: Yeah, totally. We also bumped into a uh, Toronto Blue Jay as we were walking through the same park. Yes, so. uh, it was Kevin Pillar,
2: and you famously, uh, as we walked by him on the street, we're like, "Hey, Kev," and he as if, as if we he knew ignored each other. you and, and kept going.
1: As as is just as yes. is just. Uh, now that was a, that was a wonderful trip. And back, you know, I want to go back to that that sample video that 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 Mummy took. Um, you know, she's been such an incredible sport obliging our, our fish addictions, both, you know, with us and, and without us. But, yes. you know, even coming to the shows, you know, I mentioned earlier, just taking pleasure in seeing your joy, you know, th- there's nothing that makes her happier than, than, than seeing us like that. And she captured that, that video. And, you know, it almost seems every year it pops up as a reminder and gets reposted and it's just, it's, it's pure joy. And that's, that's the best part about fish.
2: Definitely. Yeah. And being able to share it with your family is, you know, it was oh, awesome. It's huge, it's and huge. so the the next show after this, you you got you and mommy went to the gorge, um, that Bad just summer, yeah. You, yeah, you just went to the gorge, right? And th- those were you know, gorge was your bucket list venue, and it was your birthday, it was your forty fifth birthday.
1: And as we were driving out there, you know, driving from the mountains over the mountains from Seattle out towards you know the Washington desert, i you know I'm talking, and I said wouldn't it be really cool if they opened with tweezer on the first night and closed with tweezer on the second night? And they did. And, you know, it was just going to the, the one venue I wanted to on my birthday, they're opening with tweezer. It was never, you know, it was, that was a special moment for sure.
2: So at, at this point though, you were still chasing a slave. Correct. You were like, you know, like 15, 16 shows in at this point or something. Yep, um, and, and, and no slave. Another song, funny that he's still chasing is the lizards, and <laughs> we did some research about a month ago and found out that if if you had gone to uh, so Fish played Toronto, uh, I think it was twice in '93 and once in '94, and you okay. didn't go to any of those three, and they played the, the lizards at two out of three of those shows. That is correct. So, and
1: also they played it at that that that, that famous Niagara show that I didn't go to as well. Did they? i th- i th- I thought so, or maybe you just you just make fun of me for not going, probably I think I'd just make fun of you for not just... going because
2: it was a phenomenal show and you <laughs> that's been right exactly. um you know obviously you know now if they're playing in Niagara Falls, you're not missing it <laughs> exactly um, but so so the next the next fish related show uh we saw together was uh we saw tab uh I think it was like may seventh twenty seventeen in Toronto, which was again huh. phenomenal unfortunately we didn't have uh the opportunity to meet the band this time yeah. um but the the funny story from this show is is uh during the first set the guy directly behind us was smoking a lot of weed and was blowing the smoke directly onto Andy's head yeah and so yeah. so you know midway through the second set he like you know he was getting tired and whatever and wanted to sit down and then you know, I remember, you know, mommy being like, he's definitely secondhand high. And you were like, no, he's not. Don't be <laughs> ridiculous. We get in the car and we're driving home. Joey didn't come with us to this show. She, Shocker. she had had enough, you know, fish related shows for her life. Exactly. Um, We get in the car and we're on the way home and Andy's like gazing out the window. and He's like, wow, the moon looks really <laughs> cool tonight. And you were like, "He's not high. That's just
1: Andy." No, I, I had given in at that point. It was no, very, no. Very, it was it very, was when very,
2: it was when we got home and he got into bed, and he was like, "You know, when you just get into bed and it just feels like ah," <laughs> and you were like, "Okay, he's high." So that was that was funny. Uh, um, and so, then,
1: and so then that, are you trying to make a case for us not being good parents once again? No,
2: I'm just saying it was case. funny. <laughs> I don't think there were any adverse effects from that. It was just, no. it was just entertaining.
1: No, that, totally that was. was. Gr- that was a
2: great show. I Amazing remember show. the the Mister completely from that show where they were all like they were trading off solos. It was really cool. Yeah, um, uh, was
1: that the one where uh, James Casey's mom was in the audience too? Yes, or was that at our first show? Yes,
2: yes. Also, the best best Alaska ever played. Uh, featuring a saxophone solo from James Casey that's absolutely phenomenal because his mom, who is apparently a pastor in Alaska, as told by Trey uh, during the song, was in the audience that night. Um, And uh, so Trey gave him the solo in Alaska, and it was awesome. I haven't listened to that in a while. I should. Totally. And so that summer you saw uh, five shows, right?
1: Yep. So we did. Uh, so you were you were down the road of slave to the traffic light. So Mummy um, and I went to Northerly Isle for the fourteenth and the fifteenth of July. And on the night of the fifteenth, I remember this. You were at camp, and you had commandeered one of the computers to be able to watch the set list coming. Which I, I just
2: check obsessively when whenever they're playing. I'll go on like every fifteen minutes and check what they're playing. And right. I will never forget. And this was on your birthday too. Yeah. And I will never forget like late second set. Um I turn it on and it says slave to the traffic light and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> like, and then I
1: called you immediately. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was awesome. And that that wow. was a uh that was it was like you were there, Rye. It was, it was like you were there. That, that, was, that was a fantastic. Was moment. One. So then we did uh we did three nights at uh Baker's Dozen. And then when did we when was our next show? I guess our next was... show
2: was fall 2018 long time. So I okay. I didn't see them from June, 2016 to October, 2018. And everyone here, you know, you hear me say fall 2018. You're like, Oh, not this again. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's a so reason you love it. Right. And that's, yes. that's the best. Um, the best. I will, I will say there's no, there, it's not attendance bias on my part. The two shows that I saw were not, are not my favorites of the tour. But it was a really, really cool weekend for me. Going into the shows, there was, there's you know, there's a long list of songs that I'm chasing. Like, I still haven't seen a Mike's Groove. I still haven't seen Wolfman's. Like, yeah. th- there's a lot. And, you know, there are songs like Reba I haven't seen, Mercury, yep. Walls of the Cave, whatever. Yep. And so we saw the 27th and the 28th uh, in Rosemont. And I remember... So you had taken Andy with my mom to go uh to see the two Albany shows a couple of weeks before, but I couldn't go because they were a Tuesday and Wednesday and you know, I was first year, first year university, university and you didn't want me to miss, you know, a few days of class. Yeah. Um, and so and though those were pretty cool shows. You know, you got a bunch of the songs that I was chasing, <laughs> pretty much yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, and then I was like begging you, I was like, please, like, can we please go to some shows like Andy's now two shows ahead of me. We can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. I remember the Sunday before um, you just texted me a screenshot of our flight confirmation uh, right. to go to Chicago. And so I, I had a midterm that ended at like, I think like 8 PM on Friday night. Um, and as soon as it ended, you were waiting to pick me up and drive me home. In yeah. the car, we start listening to, uh, you know, the the stream as they go on uh, Sure. For the 26th. They open with Punch You in the Eye. That's a song off my list immediately. <laughs> you know, first set goes by, Reba, gone. Mercury, gone. <laughs> Walls of the Cave, gone. And I'm just like, I'm watching it roll in, and I'm like, no. And then, you know, before we went to bed, because we had an early flight in the morning, I just waited for the the second set opener, and they played... You know, twenty-minute tweezer, and I just remember being like, "Like, oh man!"
1: <laughs> oh my, I, I remember that, and I remember having to counsel you that. We're
0: still, still going, going to see two shows. Yeah, <laughs> there's
1: still a lot of songs, and there's still great shows. <laughs> That's yeah, and well, so you know what's notable. So we get to Chicago, take a cab to the hotel, booked uh, Marriott Hotel that was oh, yeah. really close to the venue. Thinking, yeah, we can walk there. And we walk into the uh, walk into the lobby and realize right away, mm, this may not be the right hotel. And we went up to the room and it had an odor. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. And you and that. I, you and I could have dealt with it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really rough. It could've, was really but, rough. But, so, you know,
2: we bring my mother's shows. She needs a good environment. So we switched yeah
1: in her defense this this was really rough, but we we rough. you know great you know gratefully we uh she also didn't like the the barefoot wooks in the lobby the second <laughs> we walked in <laughs> <laughs> so um thankfully we were able to uh, I was able to find us a, another place and and everything's fine and you know that that Saturday night show, the standout by far, and I've seen a lot of concerts in my life. You know, my favorite musical moment that I have ever attended and experienced in my life was the Roses Are Free at Rosemont. It yeah. was... And we
2: were also, wait, talk, let's talk about where we were sitting first. Our seats were, we were directly side stage, Mike's side. Mike's side. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know, like seven or eight rows up. Um, yep. Fantastic seats. Like, you know, we could watch Trey tell Fishman what song they were going to play next, which totally. we did bef- before they played Bowie. Which oh, was a song totally, I'd been chasing, which was yeah. awesome. I remember, um, but yeah, that that roses just during Trey's uh, guitar solo, everyone just spontaneously started
1: going absolutely apeshit. And what's and what's so cool about that is it's not like it's a, um, it's type two or it's something creative and new that Trey or any of the guys are doing. It's it's a form, formulaic yeah. song. But it just, the energy just built and rose and the crowd started going bananas. And, and as you li- if you listen to it on live fish, you can hear the crowd going nuts. And even people who weren't at that show, you know, have, have videos and, and are able to see how unbelievably intense that was. And, and it, was, it was, what a moment. Loved it. It was awesome.
2: It was yeah. awesome. And, and not to mention, you know, the first 20-minute jam I'd ever seen live, which was the No Men uh, in yep. the second set, which is a phenomenal one, I I especially am fond of that. So that was actually the first like big jam that I had ever seen live. You know, not, nothing nothing right. that I had seen up to that point had gone over like fifteen minutes or so. So that was a that was a really exciting moment for me as the jam just went deeper and deeper. Um, you know, it was like twenty five minutes and ended with that crazy awesome death reggae section. Into Steam, which oh. I called, which was cool, isn't that Doom? Um, and ding, and don't ding, sleep on the Blaze on in the first set. That has a very nice jam in it. That is very okay.
1: underrated. Beautiful, what a set list on that one. And yeah. you know, much like when you have Antelope in the encore spot, if you get a Rock and Roll as an encore, uh, that can't be a bad show.
2: That was also, uh, it was Lou Reed had died five years ago that day, I think. Ah, um, uh, there you go. Which was part of the reason for it and then the next night which was my favorite of the two despite it lacking a a massive jam um i just think it was just it was a really 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 awesome show um you know starting with the that you know again i I say this all the time any show that starts with a nearly 15 minute type two
1: everything's right with a massive white light peak can't be bad Cannot be bad. And our seats on that one, we were page side front row of the balcony, a little bit down the row, you know, down down a bit. So a perfect view of the stage and the lights.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was uh it was it was wonderful position for that yeah. one. Yeah.
2: And so so, you know, the, the the first set, um, you know, I think all three of us liked most of it. Um, you know, we had the everything's right, great jam to start off, Destiny Unbound. Um had a, a nice little jam in it, a little bit rip-corded uh, by Trey, but it was fine. Uh, then we got Heavy Things in Miss, Miss You, which my mom was very happy about. Yeah. Um, the tube was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then, you know, Petrichor kind of took all the wind out of the sails as it, <laughs> as it, <laughs> it does. It really
1: does. I mean, it's a, it's...
2: You know, the crowd was really amped after that tube. And yeah. then Petrocore started and just sucked all the life out of the room.
1: It sucked the life out of it. It's which, nice to you know, listen Petrichor, to if and... you're
2: going to play it live. Should be a set opener and nothing else. That's that's a great great suggestion. Um. So and then I always wanted it this way, which mm. not a song I'm terribly fond of. <laughs> Closed set at all. Um. I remember. I remember you got a great picture of them singing "Grind" because uh, you had gone to get drinks. Uh, yes, at I the did. end of always wanted it this way. Yeah. Um, so there's a great picture of that. You got. wasn't it. That. Didn't
1: I take it from behind the stage? Yes.
2: Yeah. So I, I remember, I remember you left as they were ending. I always wanted it this way. And yeah. I like tried to call you and like text you frantically. Like there's not done yet. <laughs> like they're playing an acapella song. Uh, which was funny. Yeah. Well, um, I just, I, and, I, I know, I know what set I'm doing too. Um, <laughs> Was, oh, like just ridiculous. flowed really really nicely. Like again, no, no, yeah. nothing crazy long, but the first jammed out no quarter, which was awesome. Uh, I yeah. believe I called the Carini set opener, which was really cool. Uh, the sure. Segway into cities
1: was great. Yep, yeah. and Jabu, Jabu is always fun to me. It's Jabu, I yeah. Love it. Twist, yeah. what's the
2: use? Twist, sandwich, shade, which is one of my mom's favorite songs, and the Plasma, which came fourth quarter out of nowhere. You know, if you haven't re- listened to that recently,
1: it's, do it. It's amazing. And I remember when it started, it's like, oh, really? And then I was like, oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Crazy energy out of that
2: one, too. And yeah. I, I know I was character zero is one of my favorite fish songs to play live love, or love, to see live. Sorry. I love Zero I, haters I don't, be gone.
1: Yeah. I don't understand why people get all nuts about getting zeroed. It is. It is fun. It's. It's a rocker. I, I love seeing Character Zero. <laughs>
2: this one was especially scronky, too, and had some whooping from Fishman and Trey. I'm sorry, what was like that
1: word you just used?
2: Scronky? I've never heard that word. Yeah, like nasty. Okay. And then, you know, not the cleanest <laughs> Fluffhead encore, but it was a Fluffhead encore.
1: Well, listen, Rye, as I've said many times, any show with Fluffhead as a encore...
2: Can't Even be bad thing show.
1: With encores, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was incredible. That was an incredible, incredible night. Definitely. And, then, um, and we had ended up, we the what last show? To catch a flight home, by the way? Oh, yes.
2: I think we slept for like four hours after the show yeah. um, because uh, on Monday at 2 30, I had uh, a math class that I had to be at. So I think our flights were at like six in the morning. And actually, funny story, while this Sunday show was happening, um, I was missing the initiation uh, for my fraternity. So the rest of my pledge class was getting initiated. And like the week before, when, when you guys had sent me the flights and were like, we're going to see fish, I told one of the guys, like one of the older brothers, I was like, by the way, like, I'm going to be missing next weekend. And they were like, you can't. I was can't. like, if I have a choice between going to see two fish shows and being in this fraternity, like I'm going to see two fish shows. <laughs> yeah. And they now, were like, okay. So they, they initiated me, you know, the day after when I got back in like a, like a, a quick ceremony, but it was just, that was just funny. Um, funny. but so, so we flew back at like six in the morning and then, you know, I took the bus back to university from the airport in Toronto I yep. uh, made it back for like an hour to spare before
1: my class. And it was just, it was just a really fun weekend. It totally was. And now one, one show that we forgot about ride, which isn't fish related, so to speak, but uh, I think it is just cause it's part of the scene is taking you to see dead and co in Buffalo, which it was dead and slow and I'm not running yes. out to see those shows, but oh my God. what's epic about this is we, we, I rented a bus and I guess there were about 15 or 16 of us, who were on the bus, including you and a couple other kids. And this was,
2: this was fall 2015. This was fall 2015 as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, Dead Co.'s first tour. Um, it was still okay. like a, you know, it was a very novel thing at the time. I, I don't think it was, you know, as egregiously slow as it is now. But That's anyway. right. And
1: you were, you were just about to turn 15. And, you know, we, you and I ate on the bus, and then we went and I took you to Shakedown. And it was packed. Oh and I just wanted to get, you know, get pictures of you next to the vendors or some of the street food that was there, just, just for us to laugh about it. And you were like, why did you bring me here? <laughs> get me out of here, like this is and nuts. I had like, been, didn't want to have anything I'm pretty to do sure it. I
2: had been on a fish lot before, like in a fish shakedown. But I think the, the Dead and Code was, shakedown was a very different experience.
1: It was, it was very cramped and small, tons of people. It was, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a fun experience, but I, I it was like, funny. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny. All and right. That, that so, was a
2: show I enjoyed too. Also, not, you know, again, not being super into the Dead at the time, so I didn't really know many of the songs. Uh, yeah. But it was still cool. Yep,
1: totally it was fun it was a lot. and
2: then the last fish show number seven for me uh the last show that we saw together first of your nine in 2019 <laughs> uh was toronto and again we have a knack for seeing the uh the lower tier shows of a tour um fish.net fish
1: yeah fish.net show rating 2.8 that's pretty low it was a five for me
2: we still had a great time
1: Oh man. We we had amazing. a great time. This was one we went to as a whole family, minus Joey. Um, right. And we had a bus lo- we had, know, it we, was a busload of us, right? Like we we loaded up the minivan with, you know, some of our close friends who we had a crew have... like
2: we had a crew of like twelve people, I think, for this <laughs> one. And you know, my first my first show in Toronto, yeah. uh, which was cool. You know, the announcement uh in January of twenty nineteen, I was freaking out. Um, you know, this was it was two days before. I was going up to camp as well. So it was good timing. Um, But, you know, very first setty, first set. You know, the stash actually uh, gets out there a little bit. Ruby Wave's debut was very fiery. Yep. Yep. And, you know, a Yem closing the first set, which while it's not a very
1: remarkable Yem, it's still Yem closing the first set. Exactly. Exactly. And then another Plasma coming out in the second set. And final hurrah, which is uh, Caspford Vax, one of my one of the tunes I really love. It's fun to it's fun to sing along to and dance to. I like that tune. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that one also went pretty tight too, which was cool. Uh, yeah, I think that was the first instance of a jammed out uh, Caspford Vax song, which was cool. Uh, the yeah. Golden Age in there as well. Um, it's funny. I'm looking at it now going through all the set lists like. There are a lot of songs that I've seen like three or four times <laughs> right. or that just like seem to pop up in a lot of my set lists like Golden Age, uh, ACDC, Sample. Yeah, I, know, I get them a lot. Yeah, um, totally. But, and so I Golden always Age, wanted I this remember, way again. <laughs> yeah. Second consecutive show with that, which I was just like, OK, whatever. <laughs> um, and the 46 days that closed the set while only being like six minutes, absolutely face melting. It was. Trey and Mike were, like, standing up against each other in the middle of the stage, like, tearing it up. It was really totally. cool. And then totally. and then the Drift While You're Sleeping encore, which is my favorite song from Ghosts of the Forest, was, was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it was
1: awesome. It was awesome. And, and everyone, you got to sleep hope... in your own bed.
2: Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I got to be the designated driver for all of you, which was really fun. <laughs> Thank you for that.
1: Of course, of course. So man. it's
2: you know, and hopefully we will get to see shows again together
1: very soon. Oh, that would be wonderful. Hopefully, and if you're, you you're in a show
2: this summer, look out for look out for Rob on the lot. <laughs> I'll be wearing my
1: shirts. "We Move Through Stormy Weather" to make it happen merch. <laughs> right. Uh, well, listen, I have to tell you, Rob. He, he is
2: wearing the shirt right now. You guys can't see, but.
1: Uh, yes absolutely sporting the uh sporting the uniform have to um well listen you know there's there's nothing better you know there's nothing better than seeing a fish show except for seeing a fish show with with the ones you love so you know i it's been such a treat and you know not just seeing shows with you buddy but but also making making music with you i mean it's it's we 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 take going and seeing these guys to to a, the next level and and make such great music together and and with andy and it's it's um it's the best and so you know i can't wait i feel to the same do way more of it. i yeah. i
2: have never seen a concert in my life without you and i hope that that doesn't have to change <laughs> oh. you know it's it's one of my favorite things ever playing music with you and going to see shows with you and so I'm, I'm very happy we got to sit down and do this, uh, do this episode. Um, Love I think it. it's a, it's a great way to end season one. Um, I would like to extend a massive, massive thank you to, uh, my previous guests, uh, for this season, Justin Bruce, Amar Sastry, Joel Cummins, Greg Knight, Brandon Wenner, John Lombardi, Matt Kalinski, Ira Haberman, Steve Vickner, Slade Sommer, RJB, Karina Reichman, Joe May, and Pete Mason. Um, as well as um, uh, all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you to my mom for helping me uh, design the logo and get my merch going, uh, which if you haven't checked out the merch store, um, the link is in the bio on all our social media and will be in the description of this episode. Um, thank you, Rob, for being on today. <laughs> This has been awesome. Um, it has. And uh, later this week, there will be a very special episode uh, where I sit down with um, uh, my 11-year-old convert uh, to Fish, and we have a, a short discussion about uh, the band, and what he loves about it. Uh, we move through Stormy Weather Season 2. uh will be coming in October. Um, I hope you all have an awesome summer. Um, enjoy shows if you're able to go hit some shows. Um, yeah. I will right, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios, we are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music, because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.
1: Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.